Over the past few years, organizations of all types and sizes learned the value of being able to adapt to changing environments. Many of them turned to technology and automation to create a more efficient way of working. In the process, businesses have reimagined and revamped their processes to reflect these new abilities. I'm your host, Bruno Navarro, and today I'm talking to John Milkovich, Director of Workday Financials at ERPA. Together, we'll discuss ERPA's journey with professional services automation, as well as related issues organizations can keep in mind when managing change. Welcome, John. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Could you please start us off by telling us a little bit more about yourself and your role at ERPA? Yeah, so I am the director of our Workday Financials practice at ERPA. ERPA is a professional services organization. We have a PeopleSoft consulting practice. We have a Amazon Web Services practice, and we also have a Workday AMS practice. AMS stands for Application Management Services. So we have a consulting practice, and I lead our financials, our Workday Financials group. I'd love to learn more about the ERPA story. What was your previous process for handling consolidation and close? Yeah, so our accounting and finance groups at ERPA had a lot of manual processes, a lot of spreadsheets, a lot of pulling data from disparate systems, bringing it all together in Excel and generating the reporting out of Excel. Basically, a lot of manual processes to sum it up. In a recent webinar, an ERPA colleague of yours mentioned that, quote, as our business continued to grow, what we found is that our back office was not growing with us, yeah. end quote. How did that challenge your organization, particularly as a professional services firm that needs to manage multiple resources across multiple projects? As our organization continued to grow, we needed processes, we needed software that could scale along with us and having spreadsheets and these disparate systems, like I mentioned, it just wasn't cutting it. it. It became a lot of work, a lot of, as I said before, manual work, bringing data in from different spreadsheets, and it just wasn't efficient. It wasn't efficient at all. How has that improved your processes, such as revenue sharing, customer invoices, and employee expenses? Yeah, having one system where our employees can enter time, they can enter their expenses, we generate our invoicing, our invoicing team reviews the time, reviews the expenses, we have our contracts entered in Workday, our projects, all of that in one system is huge for us. And, you know, with our revenue sharing process, we're able to create allocations using Workday's allocation functionality that really streamlines our process at month end. You know, it used to take us, I think it was about a day to calculate all of our revenue share each month. And with Workday's allocation functionality, it takes, I think, about 15 minutes. Wow, that's a big change. Yes. Can you share uh, the work you're doing on improving revenue forecasting and accuracy uh, and how, maybe a little bit about how this has helped support business objectives? Yeah, so we use Workday's resource forecasting functionality within PSA. And so our employees, once a week, they go in and they update their forecasts for on the projects that they're assigned to. 
and our project managers in our internal meetings and in our internal project meetings every week they're reviewing that forecast and they're going through the forecast with our teams and what that does is when we have projects that are time and materials based we're able to from week to week get a really good sense of what our forecasted revenue for those projects is going to be in the next you know four to 12 weeks so it's it's really provided a lot better real-time insight as to what our, our forecasted revenue is going to be on those projects. And then, as I mentioned, you know, Workday has different functionality to capture your different types of contracts. So, you know, we have time and materials contracts. We have fixed fee contracts. We have time and material and fixed fee. We have milestone base. And we're able to create all of those different types of contracts in Workday and then capture our revenue forecast for each of those different types of contracts and workday. And um, we've created reports so that our leadership can run those reports self-service. Nobody has to send them to them. They, they can just pull them up on their homepage on workday and, and run them and they get you know, real-time insight. That sounds impactful. How has this affected your efficiency as an organization? It takes away a lot of the manual processes we talked about earlier. Workday's doing a lot of the work for us. Once we actually create the contracts and just through our process of having resources update their forecasts every week and the project managers keeping an eye on those forecasts and updating them, that all feeds into how our revenue forecast gets generated. Nobody's you know, having to do anything to generate that whenever there's a change. It sounds like you're able to leverage technology in this sense. Can you talk a little bit about how it affects uh, hiring decisions uh, looking yeah. out going forward? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, with our ability to capture our resource forecasts in Workday, we're able to take a look at our different groups that we have so you know in our practice we have in our, in, in our workday consulting practice for example we have a human capital management group we have a financials group we have a payroll absence and time we have integrations and whenever we have a project whenever we sell a project and it's you know focused on our human capital management group, they can go in and they can update their forecasts. And our recruiting team has visibility into that forecast. So they also are keeping an eye on our pipeline. So when they see, you know, we have opportunities that we are going to potentially close in the near future, they can look at that. They can look at the forecast for our resources in real time and they can say, okay, our HCM group is going to be maxed out in six weeks it looks like so i think we should you know prioritize hiring for that group so that quickly you're able to adjust what skills and what hiring you, you guys do absolutely yeah wow how have you driven adoption of workday across your organization do you have any advice for managing that operational technological and cultural change having a plan having a change management plan is key you need to evaluate all of the people, process, and technology changes that are happening in your organization. You need to 
come up with a plan to mitigate those changes or address those changes, whether it's training, whether it's communications, whether it's both, to what degree you're doing both. It's just important to have a plan going into it. You don't want to get caught flat-footed with, you know, employees wondering what's going on. You you want to make sure you're you're keeping them in the loop. It was interesting that you you mentioned people. You know, very often when we talk about technology, we're not always mindful of the people who actually use the product. Yeah. So what have you been hearing from your employees about this change? How has it improved or affected their employee experience? Well, fortunately for us, we have a lot of consultants and they understand the reason for the change. So when we talk about, you know, rolling out resource forecasting, we have consultants that have worked at a variety of other organizations. Every every professional services organization, at least in our space, has resource forecast requirements. So everybody's pretty much used to it. So it, you know, it wasn't it wasn't hard to get them to buy into the process because they know that it's important to have it's important for leadership, it's important for our recruiting team to have the most updated view of their forecasts that they can provide. But in other cases where you might have folks where you're you're trying to roll out a new process, explain to them the why. Don't just tell them, "Hey, you need to start doing this, you know, when it's appropriate, try to explain to them why and the impact that it's going to have on the organization if they start doing that. That makes sense. Uh, getting employee buy-in seems right. to be a, a strong component uh, yes. or a, an important component. Absolutely. So here's a broader question for you relating to the future of the professional services industry. Where do you see the industry going over the next few years? What trends will have the most impact in the industry? whether it's technology, demographics, economic, cultural, and so on? I think COVID has definitely changed a lot for professional services organizations, organizations that, you know, maybe used to have their, their employees or their consultants traveling every week, Monday through Thursday. Obviously, that came to a halt about two years ago, two and a half years ago. And, you know, I think we we learned over the last couple of years that maybe traveling Monday through Thursday isn't necessary. We can get a lot of work done remotely. The technology enables us to do that. You know, I, I was just thinking back when I was traveling Monday through Thursday, you know, even on Fridays, I, I don't think I got on many Zoom or Teams calls. I think I had maybe one or two Teams calls every month, it seemed like, and now I'm, I'm on Teams or I'm on Zoom every single day. And it's just hard to imagine three years ago that that would be what I'm doing you know, on a daily basis. But right now, I, I work 100% remote. A number of my colleagues now have that same arrangement. And thinking back to the organization I used to work for where I was traveling Monday through Thursday every week. My colleagues that are that are there, they're not traveling hardly at all anymore either. So it'll be interesting to see if we get back to more travel. It doesn't seem like we're ever going to be back to what it was for, you know, some of those organizations that travel where, you know, employees traveled every week. But it'll be interesting to see if you know, the 100% remote 
is gonna also stick around if that if that model is gonna stick around or if maybe you know employees are gonna get sick of being 100% remote after time I know I'm 100% remote and I love it but I think maybe some people I've talked to are getting a little bit uneasy and I think that's where maybe the hybrid approach is is really gonna be key it's interesting that you bring up productivity. Mm-hmm. How have you seen productivity affected by technology compared to before the pandemic? Yeah, I mean, I think about before the pandemic, I was hardly ever on Teams or Zoom calls, and I didn't have a remote job at that point. And now I'm 100% remote. I'm not traveling hardly at all anymore. And I'm on Teams and Zoom every day. And so it, it feels like I've had both extremes, traveling, you know, 80 to 100% to being 100% remote. And there's pros and cons to both. I, I enjoy being 100% remote. I enjoy the time I have to do other things rather than travel. But at the same time, I, I do see value in having a, a hybrid approach. And I think that's I think that's where a lot of companies are probably going to move towards because that that gives the best of both worlds, right? It's you're you have that flexibility, but you're also getting some face time with some of your colleagues and and customers. Well, John, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks for having me. We've been talking about what benefits ERPA has experienced from professional services automation. Don't forget to follow us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And remember, you can find our entire catalog at workday.com slash podcasts. I'm your host, Bruno Navarro, and I hope you have a great workday.